When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. On the Fight Laugh Feast Network, I Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, Oliver Anthony, um, the Water Boy. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I should start off like with every no, Oliver Anthony song. Just start my favorite off opening. I need that new hook. Man, yeah, we gotta talk about that. Hey, health sharing uh, is not as free as you might think it might be because the government. Oh yeah, hooks. It's not. It's, not, it's the hooks. hooks. They want. They want to get hooks well, on the people. Share? Okay, well, well, how are you paying for your health care and how is it working out for you? If it's working perfectly, great. If not. Then listen closely because I have a solution for you. It's a solution that me and my family have actually used, a biblical solution. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians who pay one another's medical bills. Here's how it works. When a medical need arises, you choose the provider that's right for you. You have a say in the treatment you receive, even if it's a non-conventional approach. Your medical bills are shared with fellow members who then uh, send uh, uh, checks to help cover those bills and your need is covered also in prayer. It's affordable and you can join anytime, even today. So learn more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash CrossPolitik. We're really grateful to have with us today, Mr. Joel Noble, Director of Public Policy at Samaritan Ministries International, where he served since 2001. He directs the ministry's legislative program advocating with federal and state governmental bodies he's been married to his wife sarah for 20 years and they have four boys joel thanks for joining us on cross politic i appreciate you having me absolutely so um i know there's there's probably a lot that that we need to cover today to find out really kind of the state of um health care sharing programs and samaritan ministries in particular but i know um, one of the things that we wanted to ask you about was a particular bill that was passed in colorado last year um that is really uh in some ways um uh, aimed at, I don't know if aimed at is the right word, but is hampering uh, Samaritan Ministries and others like them and their ability to serve uh, Christians in Colorado. Can you explain what that was all about? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've done for um, more than a decade is uh, make sure that states understand that we're not insurance um, because we're not. There's no transfer of risk. Um, it's There's no reserves. And so what we've done in uh, 31 states is clarify within their insurance code that we're not insurance and the insurance code doesn't apply to us. Unfortunately, Colorado, um, it took them three years uh, to finally get this passed. And they did it under the guise of data collection. What they said was, this is just data collection. We want to understand healthcare sharing. We want to understand the presence in the state. And if it was just that, that might have been okay. Um, 
we work with states. Um, Idaho is a great example. Every year for the last, I believe, four years, the Idaho Department of Insurance reaches out to me and says, how many members do you have? And I tell them how many members we have in the state of Idaho, and that's the end of it. And they understand their, the presence of healthcare sharing in Samaritan in, in Idaho. And so, but what Colorado uh, passed was a very draconian um, reporting uh, model and to the Department of Insurance, which was the first problem, because we're not insurance, but yet we have to report to the Department of Insurance all this info. And it'd be fine if it was just some basic info, uh, but the long story short, what happened was uh, we reported that first in December of last year, they rejected every single um, uh, report from all the ministries. None of us passed and uh, and on the first try. So we had to resubmit that. And then uh, we had to do it again in March, and we'll have to do it every March after that. Again, they rejected 100% of the submissions by the other ministries wow. and, and us. And so I've said this before, uh, in a previous life, um, I taught school for a little bit. If my students, if 100% of my class failed the, yeah. uh, the test that I gave them, yeah. um, I might think, okay, maybe I don't have a great class. If they failed the second test, 100% of them, I'm really going to start looking at myself as the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Something, something's wrong with me. Yeah. And uh, so they've not quite caught on to that. And the worst part of it all is they took that data and part of the bill was that they had to produce an annual report. They took that and used it to misrepresent what healthcare sharing is. Wow. And the most egregious way was um, we had to report how much uh, in bills was submitted, the total dollar amounts. And uh, for Samaritan in Colorado is a little over 30 million in a calendar year is what members in Colorado submitted. Uh, but that is what they submit before discounts, before their responsibility. So that is the gross. And then they asked, well, how much was actually shared? That amount that's shared is after discounts. Um, and just like insurance would be after a negotiated price. But yet when they put out their report, when they do interviews with the media, they present it as if Samaritan and other ministries are only sharing a small portion of what's submitted. Uh, and making it seem like we're not an option, we're not viable, we're not. Um, and so it's just really unfortunate. And we warned about this in testimony. I warned about this over and over again in testimony that the Department of Insurance really doesn't want us to exist. And they were going to misrepresent it. And that's exactly what happened. Uh -huh. Why wait, is there? Wait, why is there a Department of Insurance? I didn't even know. Well, because it's the Department of like, Education. I didn't even know about this. There's a Department of Insurance. Idaho has one, too. Oh, what? Man. You do. Your, your department's actually, I, I will give them a shout out. They're very, uh, very kind to us. We work with them very closely. Um, Dean Cameron's the commissioner there. And uh, I will give him uh, much due credit that he is very understanding that we're not insurance and that we don't come under his department. Um as a charity, um, we have oversight uh, from the attorney general of every state because we're a 501c3 ministry. And that's what we try to explain to these states, especially when they think that the Department of Insurance needs to oversee us. And the Department of Insurance oversees insurance and they understand insurance and they live in insurance. And that's part of the problem in Colorado is they just can't wrap their mind around a non-insurance entity. And they're trying to shove us into this mold of insurance and report on us that way and it just does so not work are you appealing this um going up to the circuit or, or what 
Yeah. So um, the next step is honestly, we have a uh, we have a meeting with um, the sponsor of the bill. The House sponsor um, retired after she passed it. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like she retired the next day, yeah. but she retired at the end of that that term. So there's no you know appealing to her on the Senate side. Um, the senator is still there, and he. Uh, during this process, uh, seem to be more open to our appeals. Um, however, um, just like a lot of bills, they didn't want it sent back to the House um, to be stalled. And uh, so he went ahead and, you know, pushed it in the Senate. We're meeting with him a week and a half. And then we're also meeting with the governor's staff. Um, our understanding is the governor, there's, you know, things we probably wouldn't agree with. But he's also uh, has a libertarian streak and does not like uh, business being impeded in the state of Colorado. And so we think we might have somewhat of a sympathetic ear there in the governor also. So a couple of avenues we're taking, uh, but it may may require that, you know, a suit does need to be filed. We're not quite to that point. We're going to, you know, try to speak to uh the you know sponsors and the governor and see what happens. I'm going to bundle two questions together and throw it at yeah. you here, Joel. Um, you know, so I'm I still never left when you start talking about the collecting of data. That makes okay. no sense to me. I don't understand why they need to collect data from you. Yeah, at yeah. all. All right, that's 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 one. <laughs> I'd help me understand that one. The other one is 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 this. One of the things that I've learned ever since I've started paying more attention to politics is that we can almost see the trend in America, particularly uh, amongst the liberal states, all starting first in Colorado and then blend, then going to other states after that. And so it seems like this is not something that would stay in Colorado. This is something that might spread mm -hmm. because it's kind of a Colorado is kind of a test case for all a, a lot of uh, yeah, it's particularly yeah. that yeah mm -hmm. it's a test case for people to run their place for other other states um so those are those are the two questions take whichever one you want first sure yeah so um we are concerned about it spreading and it's already starting um we saw hawaii last year uh take word for word the colorado bill okay. uh, uh. with the exception of there you go you know ex exception of colorado statute it was you know instead of colorado statute you know, XYZ was Hawaii statute XYZ. Ah. And uh, fortunately, that didn't gain any, any traction. Um, uh, even a fairly democratic state like Hawaii, we had um, a couple friends there and uh, was able to speak to them. Didn't get any traction. Mm. Uh, but we're, um, we're seeing, uh, I believe, a at least now, at least a draft in New Hampshire. Um, hopefully we can deal with that um, ahead of it getting introduced. Um, there was um, a, at least a draft in West Virginia, and uh, we were able to um, speak to them pretty quickly, uh, mm. get that taken care of. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but Hawaii was probably the the most direct um, you know, copy of, of that. And fortunately, that stopped. Um, you know, I would not be opposed to having to make a trip there, but it's <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it, it's not as easy to get to. I'm here in central Illinois. Yeah. And so um, as much as I'd like to, um, it's not a state where you can just pop into very easily. So hopefully that doesn't you know come up again. Um, so the second question on data collection, um, sometimes it is very innocent. Um, again, Idaho is a great example. 
So the states want to understand their uninsured po uh, population. And so since we're not insurance, our members are cash pay or self-pay, um, a lot of states don't want to have our members counted as they're uninsured. Um, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, um, states don't like to have uninsured people. Um, but I mean, there's other options and it's not the end of the world to not have insurance as right. you know, tens of thousands of our members have found. But when the media and others are reporting on the amount of uninsured, um, the states want to be able to say, well, it's not truly uninsured. There is a uh. you know cross section that has something, you know, or they just don't want insurance or they're with the healthcare sharing ministry or, you know, they, you know, have something else. It's so political too, huh? No. Yeah, yeah, it so, is. Joel, and uh, go ahead. Um, in so in Idaho, then it would would you consider the data sharing that you're doing with Idaho voluntary or is it yes. mandatory? No, it's voluntary. Okay, and so we voluntarily share data with uh, with a number of, uh, of states when they've asked. So uh, Wyoming. Has asked. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if again, if if it's in part, I can imagine. For example, I mean, I don't know how the how it's working in Idaho, but let's hope, imagine, for example, that you've got conservatives in Idaho who are actually trying um, to explain, you know, why they don't need more government funding and right. you don't need to have more welfare and those kind of things. That is a helpful data yeah, point yeah. to share, I would imagine. They are uh, doing that, though. But well, I know. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> uh, it's always dangerous to give them the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah. I, but I guess also just having, like, I think there's a difference between a, a, a ministry voluntarily sharing right. and being demanded of. And, yep. it, and it seems like, I'm curious, what what are you thinking? I mean, so Samaritan Ministries, I mean, it's it's a... It's a Christian ministry. And so part of yeah. what I'm also concerned about is not just that industry that you're part of, the healthcare sharing ministry, uh, that industry, but I'm also just concerned about religious ministries, Christ, yeah. Christian ministries. Yeah. And if they can demand data from you, then what stops them from demanding data yeah. from Christian schools or uh, churches or other ministries? Yeah. And that's really, I believe, if the, um, you know, if a suit has to, if this has to be taken to legal grounds, that's really going to be um, the basis of it. Mm -hmm. Not that, um, you know, we're being asked to give data, you know, about our numbers. It's things like the vendors mm -hmm. uh, that they're asking about. And I mean, as I'm sure you're well aware, we live in a cancel culture. So, right. you know, if, you know, someone sees that we're using XYZ printing and um, Colorado is, is a, you know, uh, as you know, yeah. um, there was uh, a, there was a cake maker there. <laughs> there was a cake maker there. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, fortunately, um, you know, Colorado's not doing well on, uh, on forcing, you know, uh, folks to act outside of their religious principles. Right. Um, but uh, you know, Colorado's at the, forefront of that. And so that's mm. a very good point. And uh, that I think would be where the biggest concern would be is the religious liberty uh, aspect of it. Um, for sure. Discover why more than a million people use the free olive tree Bible app as their go-to for reading, studying, and listening to God's word. Start by downloading one of many free Bibles and start taking notes, highlighting verses, and bookmarking your favorite passages today. 
You can read at your own pace or choose from a large selection of reading plans, including the Bible Reading Challenge. That's 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 our Bible reading challenge. Yes. It's just about yeah, to kick yeah. off again, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, next week. When you're ready to go deeper into your studies, Olive Tree is right there with a large selection of study Bibles, commentaries, and other helpful study resources available for purchase. There's also an extensive bookstore that allows you to build your digital library one book at a time. And Olive Tree's Sync technology lets you pick up right where you left off. That is sweet. On your tablet, PC, or phone, and get right back to studying on another supported device. Now, here's the best part. You can start with the Olive Tree Essentials Bundle for free today. So go to olivetree.com slash FLF. That's olivetree.com slash FLF and download it today. I just, just want to say too, like if you want to help cross politic and you can't become a fight, laugh, feast club member or a pub member, download that, download their olive, olive tree, tree app. Yeah, That's yeah. a huge olivetree.com help. Yeah, FLF. All right, Joel, I have to ask you, but I think you might've answered my question, <laughs> but there might be more that you want to add on to this, but I was wondering why would it benefit? Why? Yeah. Why would it benefit a state to fight against a, a ministry like yours? It doesn't seem like it would benefit a state when you have a ministry that's saying, hey, let's have some we're, form of humanism where we take care of people yeah, who <laughs> we're, we're, we're helping the uninsured, right? <laughs> we literally yeah. help the uninsured pay yeah. their bills. Um, why would a state want to fight you guys? Yeah. So I would say. Um, the charitable answer is they're concerned about bad actors. So those coming in that aren't established like Samaritan, they don't have our track record that aren't, you know, good actors and they're trying to protect the the citizens. Um, the pessimistic answer is Colorado is one of a few states with a public option. And if you're familiar with a public option is it's a uh, insurance option, um, insurance plan that's run by the state that competes um, in the marketplace with uh, other insurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the way that works in Colorado is that it's supposed to bring down the premiums there. And if premiums don't come down, then they're forced down. Um, and so, um, so I guess, again, the pessimistic answer is that um, they would like to have you know, one option, the public option, and anything that takes folks away from that is a problem for them. Wait, so maybe I, that sounds like a form of fascism. I mean, maybe you can't, maybe you can't speak to that because you're in the middle of the fight, but I'm just going to say, just don't sound right to me. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> hey, is there a red sure. dot on your forehead in the room right now? <laughs> when you put your own entity inside of it to try and control the market itself instead of it being free you're manipulating the economy by doing that that's not what you're supposed to be able to do Joel um, I'll I'll save you from having to answer answer that one I'm curious about um, so we we focused on this particular issue that's a problem You're, you're working on that Focused yeah. on Colorado. There's a few other states that are maybe thinking about trying it, and you've got to chase, you know, try to keep those fires from starting. What's yeah. what's the state though? More, you know, what else is going on more broadly in terms of? I know you work federally as well as at, at, at you know at state level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, like you know, when Obamacare was coming down a few years ago, that was kind of a that's threat a um, yeah. to to what you all are doing. Um, but you know, what what's the big picture? I mean, can you just kind of give us a summary? Are there other threats that you're seeing or are there, I mean, are there any positive developments anywhere? Yeah. Um, what else is yeah. going on? 
Yeah. So there is, there is positive. Um, we, uh, uh, we're able to uh, just this last year, just a few months ago, pass in Indiana um, a tax deduction, which means that our members um, are able to deduct the shares that they send to other members, uh, just like you would uh, oh. an insurance premium. And so it's something that existed in Missouri for a number of years. We've been working on trying to extend that to other states and uh, Indiana. Uh, we we're successful there. Um, so that's, a, you know, a great win there for our members. And then federally, um, we've been working on uh, HSAs uh, for a number of years. And if you're not familiar with an HSA, it's a tax sheltered savings account to use for medical expenses. Right. And um, so, for instance, you could, you know, put uh, money in there. And if you had uh, medical bills, um, that were outside, if you had insurance outside of your insurance, um, then you'd be able to use that. And it's, again, tax sheltered. So it's pre-tax dollars. However, since we're not insurance, um, our members aren't, can't qualify to open an HSA. Uh, you have to have a high deductible um, insurance policy backing that up. And so for a number of years, um, that's been, uh, we're working on getting that changed. So Representative Chip Roy of Texas and yeah. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas yeah. um, have a House version, a Senate version to extend that uh, to healthcare sharing so that our members would be able to set up a uh, HSA without having to buy insurance in addition to be a member. And it would also allow them to pay healthcare sharing expenses, mm -hmm. uh, the shares that they send other members or the administrative fee they send to us. Uh, out of their HSA. And there's some other uh, features in there for direct primary care, which is another great free market yep. uh, solution. And it would also, you know, raise the limit of what you contribute to an HSA. So uh, Chip Roy and Ted Cruz federally, um, that's a great bill. Uh, we've been, we've uh, reached out to our members in a few select districts, um, just asking them to talk to their rep about that um, so that it's on the agenda for ways and means this fall when they return after the summer. Joel, you've been doing this for what, 22 years? You started in yep. 2001. Mm -hmm. um, what's the, what's been the biggest success you've seen um, in this industry since you've been doing this? Yeah. So you mentioned the uh, Affordable Care Act, you know, the call to Obamacare. Um, it was incredibly providential. Um, there was, um, you know, obviously a lot of people lobbying on that, a lot of people working on that. And, uh, you know, we were in the in the middle of that, uh, making sure that our members uh, would still be able to con continue uh, since they didn't have insurance mm -hmm. um, by getting an exemption. And uh, so we were through some relationships uh, on the state level that was friends with a U.S. senator. We were able to get a meeting and they went ahead and put the exemption in um uh, one of the versions of the ACA, there was a number of different versions of the ACA before it finally got passed. And then the version that we had our exemption in got sent over to the House. And then uh, Ted Kennedy passed away while I was in the House. And Scott Brown, if you remember the history, got yep. elected. Yep. They couldn't send it back to the Senate because they would have filibustered. So the ACA that we know that got passed was the version that had our exemption in it of, of all the different versions. Goodness. And that was absolutely God. I mean, there's, there's no doubt oh, about wow. it. There's nothing, nothing I did or any other lobbyist, you know, did, uh, you know, to, to achieve that. It was wow. God's, 
on that. So, wow. well, that's sure. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. It, yeah. um, it, any are there any other major threats out there right now, other than the, this Colorado thing? I mean, anything else that you're seeing out there that you say like you, you know people be watching for this? Yeah, I would say just any of the states, um, and we're able to tap them down uh, so far that. Um, want to try to regulate us like insurance. That's usually the biggest threat is they want to try to shove us into that insurance mold. Mm. And um, the probably the biggest threat of that, there's a number of seven states that require if insurance to cover abortion. And that's something I talk about a lot as us being an island. So states like California or, or Maine or my state of Illinois, if you if you buy insurance, your insurance policy is paying for abortion. Um, wow. and so oh. you're, yeah. So you're when you send that premium in, I mean it's you know somewhat indirect, uh, but your dollars are you know going into a big pot and part of that pot's going out to pay for an abortion. And so that's one of the big things I push in those states is that um, you know we see Christians all the time, you know, we stop buying Starbucks or we stop going to this store, you know, during June because of, you know, uh, what's going on. And we boycott, you know, these different places, but at the same time, we were often people are writing an insurance premium check and turning around paying for, you know, abortion indirectly. So getting regulated like insurance, um, would be, you know, untenable in a number of States. I mean, and we would just simply not operate in that state. I mean, we would, you know, we'd shut the door in that state before we'd, you know, pay for the, you know, abortion. But it sounds like you guys are planning to fight as far as you can. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, even even this the Colorado law, I mean, obviously you're you're going personal first, um, a- appealing, uh, just mm-hmm. common sense, mm-hmm. freedom, um, that kind of thing. But if those doors all slam and they're still requiring certain uh, data re- uh, reporting that really is 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 not um, realistic, not right, not just, um, yeah. you're going to take them to court and Lord willing, maybe in the same way the Supreme court had to slap Colorado down on the cake baker stuff. Yeah. Maybe they, uh, maybe you can win something even bigger in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. If that time comes, we're prepared to do that. And I mean, it may be, this may be the time it's, you know, fortunately I think this current, there's a lot of, you know, things that are, troubling in the US but fortunately the the current you know at least supreme court is uh, as far as we can tell favorable towards religious freedom right. and so this may be you know maybe the time that you know god allows this to to have happen and we have to take it that far yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, appreciate uh, what you're doing, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Ministries.org. Support them because they support us and be praying for them. That is, wow, what a fight. You yeah. think we're just doing medicine, but there's so many other things you have to do. It's not just health sharing. Yeah. Right. Maybe if you're in Colorado, reach out to some of these people. That's right. Joel, thank you very much, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Yes, sir. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. How do you choose who to trust? Doesn't it usually come down to personal connection? 
then why do only 25% of people trust a real estate agent when our job is all about connection? Sounds like there's something missing. Here at Story Real Estate, we're looking for people with integrity and a willingness to serve others. When people get to know you in this career, they should discover a genuine and helpful person who can guide them through tough times. If that's you, join us today. I'm Chris Carpenter, the owner and founder of Story Real Estate. Click the learn more button and let's see if we have a career you'll love.